Welcome to Witch Theater. This is Kylie the Tethered Witch. This is V, the 1111 Witch. <laughs> this week, grab any object that's not meant to be a weapon, avoid the underground tunnels at all costs, and join hands with your neighbor. Actually, no, COVID <laughs> plus the, the tethered thing. But it's time for Jordan Peele's Us, part one. Part one. Because we have a problem where we've tried to record this episode three times, and we can't get through it. So we're going to split it in half so we can actually make decent episodes. <laughs> we have too much to fucking say about this movie. <laughs> this might be the WT number one horror movie. Yeah, it's my number one horror movie. It's Although, so... So oof. many... There are some plot holes that I can't get past, but once we discuss it, I think I'll be able to better compute it. I mean, that's part of why we have the podcast, right? It's to talk about all that fun bullshit. That's very true. So we are going to cut the movie pretty much in half. Um, should we start off with the spoiler? Yes. Well, the yes. cast of characters, probably. Okay, so I'll... Yeah, so as I explained this, each person plays two people, themselves and the tethered version of themselves. So... Yes. Oh, yeah, that that's the spoiler. That's Whoops. a spoiler. Is every <laughs> exactly. I mean, you should know by now if you're listening to Witch Theater that it's just written with spoilers. It's like the whole plot. Like, if you don't want to watch the movie but want to know what's going on, you come here. Exactly. So we, um, each person has a tethered person is basically the, the, uh, spoiler. There's one spoiler at the very, very end. Um, should we say that one too? Yeah. Because okay, it's so Lupita Nyong'o's character is Addie, and then. Um, or Adelaide, and then, pretty name, by the way, and then her, supposedly her tethered person who came up with this entire plot of the movie um, is named, is just called Red. Um, However, we come to find out at the very end of the movie that when she was young, in the first scene that I'll talk about in a minute, she actually switched. So the person who's lived her life as Adelaide is actually originally a tethered person. So this is just like switched at birth, the most possibly terrible the worst case scenario of switched at birth but like it's somehow fine because she turned into an okay person Addie is great red yeah. is obviously not great <laughs> yeah I, would, I don't blame her i fucking wouldn't be either she re- she led the revolution she led the revolution which is still happening at the end of the movie so <laughs> i just came up with our title what switched at birth leader of the revolution <laughs> <laughs> Part one. Part one! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so like we were saying, also, we neither of us are drinking tonight, so this is pure us being just, like, out of our minds with everything going on in the world right now. <laughs> we're trying to make up for Sunday when we tried to record twice, and we were really drunk, so we're like, maybe the opposite of that. It was, and then, like, my recording didn't record. It's just been... Oh, it was not. It was, it was, there were were so many technical issues. Like Mercury retrograde is over, but the shadow period is kicking our asses. Yeah, it really is. So anyway, like I said, we have Lupita Nyong'o who plays Adelaide and Red. Absolute fucking goddess. Brilliant actress. Oh, my God. She's incredible in this. Honestly, the acting in every Jordan Peele movie is just out of control. Everybody in this movie is fantastic. And they all have to be because they all have to play two fucking people. That's true. So we have Winston Duke Swoon plays Gabriel or Gabe and Abraham is his tethered 
person. He doesn't last. Winston Plot twist: Duke. He doesn't. He. Oh yeah, I know, but he doesn't last long. Abraham don't don't last too long. Uh, Shahadi Wright plays Shahadi Wright Joseph. Sorry, that's her full name. Plays Zora, and then her tethered person is Umbre. They never say her name in the movie, but that's what the credits say. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan Alex plays Jason, the little boy, and Pluto. I. I have so many things to say when we get to that part, like, oh, like, explaining some of the names. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, We also have two characters who we're going to just touch on in this first uh, portion, but uh, it's Elizabeth Moss. She plays Kitty, and her tethered person is Dahlia, and Tim Heidecker plays, or Heidecker, who knows, plays Josh. Heidecker. Heidecker plays Josh, and then his tethered person is Tex. So, so they're good. they just make a short appearance in this first half of the movie, but yeah, very yeah. So our first half, so you'll have plenty of opportunity to catch up on the movie if you like the first episode and really want to know what's going on in the second. All right, um, yes, our lovely cast of characters, and then of course, written directed by fabulous Jordan Peele, the greatest cinema cinematographer. I, Cinematographer is not the same. Uh, movie maker. Cinefo- Stop me, Kylie. Keep going. <laughs> I can't come up with the words today. <laughs> I'm just, just going to jump into the summary. So there's a foreword that states that there are many underground tunnels and mines, etc. in the United States that have no known purpose, but they exist and connect the world. Um, there is a short... Not it's actually not that short, but there is a commercial for something called Hands Across America, which is like some kind of campaign to help fight hunger. It was real. That was a yeah, real commercial. That's so fucking weird. Was it like the eighties? Yeah, eighty eighty six. Um, and it was real. That was a real commercial. I think uh, Nicole Richie is like five years old in that commercial. I think. Oh, was I didn't even real? notice it was her. Oh no, I mean she was five years old. Who fucking knows? Like. I don't know anybody when they're five years old, what they look like. But I looked so, just it, like but me. The, <laughs> it, it failed spectacularly because they had all of this overhead and then everybody like canceled their pledges. <laughs> so like they didn't raise any money. Oops. But they did Oops. hold hands. They did. They did hold hands across America and inspired a really fucked up yet amazing perfection of a horror movie. Okay. So we're at a fair, like a, like a, carnival fair situation like a county fair in 1986 Addie is young like six-ish probably I would say she's not more than six yeah yeah she's a pretty little girl though that little girl's so cute she's so cute yeah so she um is there with her parents who were like obviously fighting um her mom needs to go to the bathroom the dad is playing whack-a-mole and not paying attention Addie wanders off uh she goes it is important to note she goes downstairs. She goes, like, down a set of steps, a couple staircases, down to this, like, fun house situation that's, like, full yeah. of mirrors and other creepiness. It says find yourself on it. So it's very racist <laughs> because yeah. it is it, – it's called Vision Quest. There's a Native American slash indigenous slash Indian person. Yes. However you want to – Identify, you know, yeah. Slice it. Yeah, I mean, and vision quests are real things. And 
uh, Native American cultures, but they vary depending upon the different tribes. Cause, of course, Because, again, yeah. the United States is fucking enormous, so, like, there's tons of different variants on what we call Native Americans. But uh, all these different tribes, these vision quests are kind of like this coming-of-age thing where, you know, you could take drugs to hallucinate or you don't eat or drink and mm-hmm. go into the desert for a couple of days. And basically, like, it's you hallucinate and then you find... You go on your vision quest. I don't even want to say you find your purpose in life because I it's don't like know. Of, it's like a rite of passage, kind of. It is. Yeah. It's um. It's like a bar mitzvah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. I was thinking that last time we were recording and I was just like, that. that's like dumbing it down a lot. But I honestly, I really like it. But it's more of a, it's more of excruciating, it sounds like, rather than a party. <laughs> yeah. You haven't tried to learn Hebrew. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Physically, it might not be as hard, but damn, that is not easy. Okay, so um, she is like in Addie's like in this like creepy funhouse place. Uh, she's whistling, and she stops, and then she hears whistling back at her. She comes across her, I, I, for the lack of a better term, I've just called them do- doppelgangers throughout my notes. Um, because yeah, let's just call them doppelgangers to avoid confusion. Yes, um, like and you know it's not her in a mirror because the doppelganger is facing away so it's so fucking creepy <laughs> it's really bad uh, i mean really good but like really scary um we are now in present day it is now lupita playing adelaide um her and her family are going to their vacation house which appears to be the same house she went to growing up in santa cruz i want to say santa cruz yeah yeah um, she's with her family, her husband Gabe, her daughter Zora, and her son Jason. And the kid Jason, he's named Jason on purpose because of Friday the 13th Jason, because this kid's always wearing this mask, which Kylie and I can't agree on what it looks I like. I think it looks like a devilish Chewbacca. Yeah. It's like that, red, that, but it has like dog characteristics, but it has like an underbite. It's weird. I'm telling you, girl, like Chewbacca... It's yeah, it's brown, but it's like a reddish brown. It's Chewbacca. I don't think it's a straight. I don't think they are allowed to use a straight up Chewbacca mask. I think it's like it's like one of those knockoff things, you know. Yeah. Um, like if you're using, you know, knockoff Harry Potter stuff, and instead of Ravenclaw, it's Rovenclaw. <laughs> Rovenclaw. <laughs> Heafly poof. <laughs> Griffinda and. Uh, uh, Slither Row. Oh, just know. you should have ended it at Raven Poof. It was. <laughs> I know Raven. Well, just you can leave that in or not. It was kind of spectacular failure. No, it was funny. Okay, so um, <laughs> there is a flashback to little Addie um at a therapist's office. The parents are discussing with the therapist why she's not speaking. Uh, the therapist said she has PTSD. They don't know what happened to her. In that- we do. We do. We know what happened to her. Um, she was switched out, so she didn't know how to talk yet. Mm-hmm. That's literally... The tether don't talk. Yeah, the tether do not talk. Uh, she's the, quote, only one who can and has a really raspy voice. And wonder why. So mm. now we are back to present day again. Addie uh, doesn't want to go to the beach despite Gabe really wanting to. Um, they have friends that are going, and he wants to take the kids. Um she doesn't she it's doesn't, specifically this beach she doesn't want to go right, to yeah it's all of it's linked obviously to which see this is where my question is if she's the doppelganger 
Why is she so scared? Is she get scared of getting stuck back down there? Yeah, I don't think I think she's afraid. Well, she talks about it a little bit later, but I think she doesn't she doesn't want to be back at the place that's so close to where she exited the tunnels. Okay. I mean, that was the first like 6 or 7 years of her life. And I mean, she has a lot at stake. She has this beautiful family. Yeah, for real. The little girl who pl- or the girl who plays Zora looks a lot like young Addie. They look so similar. The casting is fabulous yeah, for this. Exactly. Honestly. Yeah, really great. Ca- Bravo casting director whose name we don't know, but we love you. I'm sure Jordan Peele had a lot to do with it as well. I mean, he- I feel like the director always does, but like He seems like the type I feel like he's a Virgo. <laughs> like he's No, the- his birthday was the other day. He is a, a Aquarius Pisces question oh, mark. Gotcha. It's it's like literally like the I think it no, it's gotta be Pisces. It's Pisces. They do um they're in the house. Uh she agrees to go to the beach, but uh they need to come back before dark. Jason gets stuck in the closet playing a game and panics and freaks out. Um, so there is, it sets up the scene, there's the idea that there's this closet that can't be opened from the inside. Um, and like V said. He uses a little ambulance to prop yeah. open the door. Which is also very, like, spooky because the ambulances save you when you're gonna die. It's also how the movie ends, they're in an ambulance. That's for part two! Whatever. <laughs> We've already spoiled the entire thing. That's true. What what the hell? We're gonna tell the whole story out of order. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, like we said, he wears a mask on top of his head at all times and pulls it down every once in a while. Um Gabe bought a shitty little boat that they have, um because they are on water. The house is on water, it's just not a beach. Um, but he bought this shitty little boat that quote leans to the left. <laughs> the crow daddy. The crow daddy. <laughs> That is the whitest I live in the name south. I can even think of. No, I live in the South. So, like, when I was really little, like, I think they're actually called prawns. Or maybe they are actually called crawdads. I don't know. And, and crawdads. It's like a... Uh, crayfish. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, in the South, we call them crawdads. And it's not crawdads. It's crawdads. That's how I've had a crawfish boil, and they're fucking disgusting. We caught one in our pool one time because a bird dropped it <laughs> it was the most ridiculous and we insisted that we eat it so we caught this crayfish and boiled it yeah they're not very good they're not they're like grainy you like, need like twenty thousand of them in well, order yeah, for that's it to what, be like, a meal. i went to an actual crawfish boil in fucking arkansas and it was literally like it's like you get so little out of each one, and it's like kind of grainy and sandy. I, don't, I didn't like it. Yeah, they're they're like the worst version of shrimp. Yeah, exactly. Like, why not just eat a fucking shrimp? Like, <laughs> I would rather eat those tiny little salad shrimps than a crawdad. Oh, me too. Um, so they're heading to the beach. The family is in their in their car. I don't know why I said that. Um, in their car, they're not jogging there. Um, they see an ambulance. <laughs> Taking away a mur- a man who's bloody, we assume murdered or shanked in some manner. He's bleeding from the stomach. He's the same man who um, Addie saw when she was little. He was obviously much younger then, but he has a sign that says Jeremiah eleven eleven. 
11, 11. All right. So it's time for, well, I'll talk about the Bible verse first and then it's time for, it's a witch break. Yay. Yay. There are no Mad Libs or fashion reports, so I get to call them witch, witch break. (laughs) (laughs) I have to snap at some point. I guess you, we could have like taken Red's creepy speech, but like, no. (laughs) I honestly thought about a couple of places and I'm just like, I can't destroy this beautiful movie but so jeremiah eleven eleven is basically a doomsday verse like god is basically like i hear the cries of the people who are suffering and fuck them that's basically what the bible verse that's the 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 new v translation i mean god's an <laughs> asshole in the bible let's be real here dude it's in the old testament it's like absolutely horrifying and so like somebody had to write the new testament to be just like no 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 it's okay it's a good god yep <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. And Jew- then Jewish people are like, "Fuck it, we're keeping the old one." <sighs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah, so basically that verse is like a doomsday prophecy. Which this is a horror movie, so you guessed it. It's very accurate. It's not, but also eleven eleven. Well, sorry, what? I said it's not going to end well. <laughs> oh no! Hell no! No. Doomsday it actually ends better than. I don't know. I like Jordan Peele for the fact he doesn't gratuitously kill off characters. Mm. I mean... If, if someone dies, it, it's earned. When we get... Even before we get to the end of part one, there's so many things I have to say about some of the kills that happen, but... So... But 11-11. So... Yeah. Before I get off track and go on a rant. <laughs> way ahead of my time. 11-11 is... Um, is four ones. Duh. But synchronicities are a thing. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like synchronicities, like people all the right. time, you know, we'll see like you see like twos everywhere or sevens or things like that. Um, my biggest one lately has been fives and eights. Um, and they mean different things when they synchronize. But 1111 is like the wish number and like a portal opening, which I thought was really interesting because if we're talking about a portal opening, literally the tethered mm-hmm. are coming out of the tunnels. Oh, God, it's so creepy if you really think about it. It's so creepy. But, yeah, I just love the idea of, of just, like, it. It it's – in in witchcraft or in any sort of spirit – there are a lot of um, – you don't have to necessarily label yourself as a witch if you want to look at the eleven eleven thing. Like, it shows up in a lot of different – Oh, yeah, that's, like, a common – Yeah. I don't know. I did that when I was little. Oh, yeah. No, like, it's wish, like make a wish, wish but like 11, yeah. the significance of it, like, so like on November 11th at 11-11, which is 11-11-11-11 is like mm-hmm. super portal day. Like you could basically ask the universe for whatever the fuck you want and can make it happen. Although in this witch's opinion, <laughs> you can ask the universe for whatever you fucking want and you will get it if you like also put in your own effort. Oh, well, yeah. That's my kind of witchcraft is like, you also got to give what you want to receive. So you have to put the effort in for sure. Absolutely. So if you're going to wish at 11-11, like, like Red wanted to go back up to the surface and she planned for years and made it happen. Good for her. (laughs) Jesus. And don't worry. (laughs) Okay. I'll play devil's advocate just to make it fun. (laughs) What? I said I'll play devil's advocate just to make it fun. Oh, yeah. Um, That's what I do all the time. So they meet their friends at the beach, um, played by Elizabeth Moss and whatever his name was. Heidegger. Uh, Heidegger. Heidegger. Um, they have twin daughters whose names I don't remember and it doesn't really matter. Becca and something. Uh, white girl, one and two. I don't know. They're creepy. 
just because they're identical twins and they're bitchy. So shining <laughs> reference one and two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also they're just mean to Jason, and I I feel very protective of that kid. So yeah, um, Kitty is talking a lot at Addie, and Addie says that sometimes she has trouble talking. Huh? 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 And it's like at the beginning. You're like, oh, because she's PTSD about going to the beach because of when she was little. But, like, actually, it's because, like, she didn't talk the first six or seven years of her life. Yep. Um, so Jason wanders off to go to the bathroom. He somehow sees the same man who was murdered with blood or that was stabbed that they saw earlier in the ambulance. He's standing there with blood dripping from his hands. So where did he come from? I literally didn't understand what was happening until I read about it on IMDb that he was the first doppelganger. doppelganger. Yeah. Like it didn't register because like, even though you know from watching the trailers that this is a movie about murderous doppelgangers. Right. You at least know that much. Yeah. I didn't really, it didn't really register that the, the Jeremiah guy, I'm just going to call him Jeremiah. (laughs) (laughs) The Jeremiah. (laughs) He was a bullfrog. He was not a good friend of mine. I'm sorry. That was really, really (laughs) lame. I'm so keeping that in. Uh, Uh, So when Jason wanders off, um, Addie freaks out because she can't find him. There's a huge panic, but he's close by. He's fine. It's just showing that Addie really is freaked out. She really cares about her kids. And, like, particularly Jason because Jason's Jason's different. Like, Zora at one point says he has trouble focusing. Um... And he has the mask. Like, it seems like he might have high-functioning autism, maybe? Um, yeah, he's autistic, for yeah. sure. Um, I think they're trying to get that across without outwardly saying it. Well, but. and see, that's the thing, too, because it, it you should one should be sensitive to that, but also it just goes to show you that that's why it's called a spectrum of autism. Like, they just say, you know, you're on the spectrum that... Right. It, it looks like a lot of different things, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, we can't diagnose it, obviously. Oh, no, no, I, no, I. But I think they're, they're definitely implying that he is, um, I shouldn't even say different, but he, he's, um, not socially, like, as socially, he's socially awkward. He's not. Yeah. Completely, um, how, he doesn't act socially how most little boys act. Right. That's the only way I can say it without being a dick. Um, So Addie wants to leave. She says it's too much. She does. They get back to the house and she explains to Gabe what happened when she was young. Now, this is where I don't understand if she is what she is, the tethered. Why would she even explain this to Gabe? So. I think that she her feelings Because what she says is, she explains the situation that happened in the House of Mirrors and says, I think that little girl is still coming for me, basically. And I think the fear in that statement is true, that she's worried her uh, red is coming for her, which, I mean, duh, like they were, like, I've been plotting my fucking revenge, too. I really don't. Oh, yeah, I don't blame red at all. I don't blame red, even if it's a horrifying plot, (laughs) but, um. But yeah, I think that she made up the situation. I think it's it's misdirection for the audience, obviously. But I think, yeah, I think that's yeah. She can't tell Gabe that she grew up in an underground tunnel and switched her person. How do you explain she that? Have to tell Gabe anything? Well, she's trying to express herself. I mean, I think 
I don't know. Everybody has secrets. I think that. And I think. I think that's straight. I think that's straight up just to mislead the audience, which is totally fine. But I'm just saying a little bit of a plot. I think that she's just telling the truth in a way that her husband is going to understand because she wants. She still wants empathy, and she still wants help. She still wants him to understand where she's coming from and why she wants to leave, because they have a good relationship. Oh yeah, they're great. Can we talk about Gabe for a minute, though, and how fucking hilarious he is? He's that number one, that actor. If you watch Black Panther, he's my favorite character in Black Panther. M'Baku. Not really, my character wise, but he's the one I drool over. Oh boy. M'Baku. So M'Baku. good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's very much the comic relief. He, his statements are often a little with a little bit of jest involved but like um, at one point he's like trying to get sexy with his wife he's like laying spread eagle on the bed like hey yeah. <laughs> and she's that's when this is happening too she's when she's trying to talk to freaking him. out and like having like coming down off of the beach thing and like i'm like i have literally been in this situation where i'm like freaking out about something and my husband's just like can we smoosh <laughs> can, we, can we smash but she's like, Gabe, I want to go. And he's like, where are you trying to go? <laughs> he's like not <laughs> reading the situation. <sighs> no. No, he is not. Uh, he's such a hot, hot dad bod. Like, dad bod, but really hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's mm. great. He's just a very handsome mm. man. I like, his, I like his glasses, too. Um, mm. She... She said that she's seen an increasing amount of coincidences since they've been at the beach, and she thinks the mirror girl is getting closer and closer. Synchronicities. So, that's that 11-11 again, bitch. Yep. So the lights go out. They lose. They lost power. Jason creepily comes in and says, there's a family standing in the driveway. I love horror tropes. And he had also drawn a creepy picture of the homeless guy with his hand bleeding before. I just love that trope in horror movies it is super fucking cliche but like anytime somebody picks up a creepy picture at kid room we're like what is that i'm like that's my favorite kind of like fucked up foreshadowing oh really i don't know i think yeah i it's definitely addie noticing that shit's going on yeah it's not okay well um i mean in terms of like the synchronicities too Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's the thing. It's like, that's what they even say if you're, like, seeing angel numbers, repeating numbers. Um, Like, I had uh, a couple weeks ago, I kept seeing cows or have cow things come up. Like, Patrick was playing a video game and, like, he was fighting a battle in, like, a dairy. And I'm like... What the fuck? I know. And, like, earlier that day, I had read something about a cow and then I had pulled, like, a little cow card. Somebody was, like, singing the the bitch i'm a cow song that like doja cat sings and like i'm like what is with all these fucking cows and it was one of my goddesses trying to talk to me is she a goddess of cows no but there are an insane number of cows in ireland and it was one of my irish goddesses because i happened to mention it to another witch friend of mine and was like reading a fey myth that was about cows and was like i have to share this with you i'm like oh my god she's talking to me you lost me around cows, but, you know, you did you a girl. This is the fucked up shit about witchcraft sometimes, y'all. Like, it's just like, I don't know. I go with the flow. <laughs> so they do look outside and there's the outlines of the four of them standing there. You can't see yet. Um, Gabe 
goes outside like an asshole uh, to find out who they are. He's I don't think he's being down. an asshole. He's just trying. I mean, the first time, not. The second time with the bat, he's being an asshole. Oh, because because he switches to Ebonics the second time. <laughs> no, just the fact that you're trying to go out there and to intimidate him with a baseball bat. Those people could have guns. I mean, it is stupid, but I, I think it's funny. Like, I mean, I don't know. I think- oh, I, my ass would have been in like a contained room so fucking fast, but I'm also crazy. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Addie does call 911. They say they're 14 minutes away, which they plot twist never fucking show up. So, don't know what that is. Oh, we'll um, find out in part two. <laughs> kind, kind of, but I feel like this is the very beginning of it. I feel like they should have still had some go out. Well, 14 anyway. minute, like, yeah, who knows? Yeah, they don't. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. they're definitely sitting there getting Red speaking to them for more than 14 minutes. So, um, the doppelganger is standing far away, just stand there, not answering. Gabe goes back inside, gets a baseball back, back, bat, and goes back outside. Uh, the man starts approaching. Gabe wusses out and goes back inside and locks the door. Um, smartly, but still. Uh, they, they're trying to get in. They hear, like, slamming on the door. The creepiest part of this entire movie happens right here to me, probably. It's when they're standing next to a window and Gabe looks over, or, I mean, and Jason looks over and there's just a oh, tiny Oh, it was kid. Zora. Zora, like, ran oh, away. Yeah. She had to shut her window. Yeah, so she sees Pluto, who is Jason's doppelganger, who wears a white, like, ski mask. Um, it's like a hospital mask. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like a burn victim. Like he is a burn victim. So, yeah, because there's yeah. a there's like nose holes and a mouth hole and it and it buttons yeah, it in is, the back. It, you're right. It is it is a burn victim's mask for sure. Which he is. Mm. Which he is. Um, but I just think that it's so creepy the way he crawls it's, around. <laughs> ooh, yeah, he's fucking feral. Like he's not a child. He's basically a feral animal. I mean, there. I think there's. I mean not naming him something that is a normal person name naming him pluto i think has a significance well i mean okay so pluto we'll go ahead and talk about pluto now because pluto is the god of the underworld so and he acts like it well, so, well, like, in the underworld, allegedly, there's a lot of fire and brimstone and things. So, like, that was the first right. thing. But, like, the reason that he's so fucked up is because Jason has some uh, social uh, issues. I'm sorry. I can't think of a better, more sensitive word. Um, but Jason Jason has, like, some social issues. And, like, Pluto obviously also has social Like, this kid, like, <laughs> literally snarls and growls. But... Yeah. He walks on like all fours. Well, and so they say that Red is telling the story, the once upon a time story. And she talks about, she gets to the part where Jason slash Pluto is born. And apparently Addie had to have a C-section with Jason and Red goes and the underground girl had to do it all herself. And I'm like, holy shit. She had to give herself a C-section. Oh. Yeah, I would come back for revenge on that shit, too. Dude, like, she, ooh, like, so, that's part of the reason that it's so fucked up. Like, the the tethered and the things that they have to go through, like, they are not allowed to make any of their own choices. They 
respond to what the surface people are doing. Mm -hmm. Like, Gabe will push his his glasses up on the bridge of his nose, and Abraham will mimic the action, but he doesn't have any glasses to push up, so he just, like, flinches. It's such a weird... I guess I have yeah. So I'll I'll ask my questions in a minute when we get to her explanation. Um, so the shadow because uh, Abraham that's what she called it the shadow. Yeah. Um, Abraham knows what. Basically, the tethered do like know what the people above ground know. Um, so he knows there's a hide key. So they he easily just gets in the house. Yeah. Uh, the others start breaking windows. I mean, this house is like a beach house. They were they were always going to get in. Um, the entire family enters. They're all dressed in red jumpsuits. Um, I call him the little creepy thing, but Pluto crawls inside with the white mask on, and he kind of nuzzles red like a dog. Uh, yeah. It's... Yeah, and then this is when they realize, I believe the kids say, it's us. And they ask, Gabe is like, stupidly like, you want me to drive you to an ATM? <laughs> Yeah. Lupita Addy goes, Gabe. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. She's like, they they don't want. He keeps being like, do you, I I don't have anything. I'm on vacation. I'm going to go to an ATM. Do you want me to do oh this? And she's God. and she's like, Gabe, they don't want our money. <laughs> so Red starts talking in her very creepy voice. Um, once she says starts it off by saying once upon a time there was a girl and the girl had a shadow the two were tethered and like we were saying she says that the shadow her had to do everything that Addie did and basically hated Addie for it um this is where I get confused okay not confused as much as I feel like it doesn't quite line up because her explanation of this truly implies that she is the tethered person and she's not she she this okay so like we were saying the tethered person reacts to what the above ground person does is it just the proximity that makes that happen like the fact that they're underground because eventually Addie fully switched and B was able to make her own choices and Red had to be the tethered right so that doesn't make sense to me is there like is there something about being underground in those tunnels that makes you do it or is it like they made it seem like it was because she said it was like a science experiment because they wanted to um like the government wanted to control people right and then it ended up being kind of the other way around well, it just ended up not working, so then they abandoned them in the in the tunnels in these labs, and like left them to their own devices, basically. Yeah, so they just like kept going generation after generation, and like it was normal. Like they just kept following what the surface people were doing, because I guess I don't, I I mean you're getting into like the mechanics of how, but I think part of what happens with the switch. Is that, um, yeah, like, they're still tethered. I think it does have to do with, like, placement. But I think Red also had her own free will, which is why they were able to break out and she was able to lead the revolution. Right. I I knew that much, but I guess I didn't understand. I mean, I guess I'm just thinking too logically about it. It's a horror movie, so. Yeah, this is, like, I don't think it takes 
too much to suspend your disbelief in regards to that particular plot point because it's like okay these are there's two individuals who are identical and they're tethered together and the surface people get to do what they want and the tethered people have to follow what they do and i do think that it is i do think that it is about placement yeah probably but i mean red is the only person who is originally a surface person right and maybe Addie eventually as she gains more ability to talk and dance and all that stuff maybe red loses it or something i don't know yeah okay well and that's the thing that so this is this is the fun fact trivia thing so in lupita's script it says red had not used her voice in many years and lupita took that and does what she does in the movie and holy so creepy it's the creepiest voice i have ever heard and like lupita is a goddess yeah she's great of acting Oh my god. <laughs> um, so Red has Addie tether herself to the table. Very she symbolic. Tells her to tether herself. Ah! Yeah. Whew. Um Abraham takes Gabe's glasses off and then drags him outside. Red turns to Zora and tells her to run, and then like Umbre is obviously like an actual psychopath, looks at her mom like I guess her mom, Red, and like like smirks and then like slowly walks after Zora. It's so creepy. So we didn't talk about how at the beginning of the movie Zora was do field and she was gonna quit because she was getting bored with it. Oh yeah, I mean, so like I for- I forgot that. Detail. Well, well, no, because like that's why Embre is a good runner and Zora has like right not been using that ability, but. Umbre probably has because they're getting ready for the revolution. So, like, it's a skill she already started to obtain because Zora was doing that, but then she just hones it even better. Because she catches up to Zora pretty fucking quick. Oh, it's, like, superhuman. Yeah, it's bizarre. Well, I think that, yeah, they don't... This is the only will that they have is to murder (laughs) their doppelgangers. I guess that's what it's become, yeah. I mean, I I mean that's the thing cuz Red has been down there for probably 30. Well, yeah, if it was 1986, so like 30 years. 30 plus years. Right? We've established yeah, we're just... really bad at math in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, cuz I'm 30 now and so this was 1986, so yeah. 30 years would be 2016. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. We did that much faster, uh, so... although I didn't interrupt with a singing break. I could. What do I <laughs> I could sing the creepy song at the beginning with the rabbit wall. I don't even know how. Oh, yeah. The music in these movies are so, so good. Um, so. I got five Pluto is. There, that's it. Pluto is calling. Pluto is calling to Jason. Um, like, to, it's almost like he's asking him to play. Addie quietly tells Jason to show Pluto one of his I tricks. think Red does say, go play, boys. It's. Oh, ah, yeah, God, it's so yeah. creepy. So, uh, something we didn't say, Jason has this little thing in his hand that's, like, supposed to be a magic trick. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to light. Yeah, it's like a spark. Um, Yeah, it has, like, a spark thing on it, but it's not working. Um, And Pluto is a pyromaniac. So, yeah. So, this is the part in a classic horror movie. And, like, we're about 45 minutes in, I think, at this point, right, Kylie? I think a little less. Yeah. So, but, like, this is your classic... Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all that. Like, everybody's together and trying to stay together, and they're starting to get picked off one by one. Like, I legit thought Gabe was done for. Oh, I did, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was... 
I'm, I appreciate that he was. Yeah, none of the none of the yeah. real family, the surface family, rather dies, which is shocking. You would think that someone would yeah. have died, dude. Th- I mean, it follows so like even like the whole. Well, let's talk. Who's who's the kids are playing in the closet? That's the first thing, right? Okay. Yep. Yep. So it takes he uh, Jason takes Pluto into the closet that doesn't lock from that doesn't open from the inside. Um, Pluto puts Jason ma- Jason's mask down and then um, wants to see the magic trick. Oh, they both take their masks off as well. And you see that Pluto's face is he has got burn scars in the bottom half. Of Poor his baby. Face. Um, Zora w- ha- slows down. I guess she gets tired. I'm sure she's in a neighborhood now. And Umbre appears from like behind a car with these giant shears and when i say scissors they're like shears they're huge red has them too um yeah they all have them so uh umbre like gets on top of the car and then um like the man comes out and is like hey get off my car what are you doing get out of my car and she kills him in the background and zora runs starts running back towards the house yeah it was it was Um, a really not her smartest choice to run back to the house zora yeah, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know, I guess, because Zora's, like, 13, 14. What else do you do? Like, you're able yeah. to escape. Like, you go back to find your family, I guess. I would try to go get help. Yeah, I mean, I guess at this point, because it's just. Like, she's already in a neighbor. she's already in a neighborhood. Yeah. Like, there's people around. I would try to get help, but whatever. Um, It's a horror movie. If she tried to get help, then probably would have ended a lot sooner. I don't <laughs> uh, think so, Kylie. Addie... <laughs> Just based on what happened so, to Bartu. Yeah, that's true. Addie asks Red what she wants from her. And she's, uh, Red says, we want to take our time. We've been waiting for this day for so long. I call it the untethered. And this is the part where she, like, pushes her head into the glass table so hard the glass starts to crack. Oof, yeah. <sighs> Um, Abraham somehow got Gabe out onto the boat in a trash bag. He's going to try to murder him by throwing him overboard in a trash bag. Yeah. Um, which is an awful way to die. Uh, he knocks, but Gabe is able to knock Abraham out into the water, but he falls in as well. So now that that's a real creepy scene where they're just trying to swim in the water and he has no idea where Abraham is. It's got super Friday the 13th vibes because, uh, Crystal Lake. I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. Yeah, it's, I mean, the whole, the Friday the 13th is the camp that takes place on Crystal Lake and uh, the end of the movie, Jason. Oh, wait, I never did see that. I saw Nightmare on Elm Street. I never saw Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, also super excellent. One of my favorites. Eh. It's the first one I ever watched, so I it, it has a place in my cold, dead heart. Should cover that soon. Uh, yeah, we can. So... Jason does trap Pluto in that closet um, and Pluto starts freaking out. <laughs> it's kind of funny moment. Addie turns around and is like, that was Yeah, <laughs> So basically, um, Red goes and gets him out and then they start hunt. I believe they're looking for Jason. Addie escapes from the table. Not not quite yet. Oh, so Gabe is... I'm, just, I'm, I'm literally just going by what i see as i read nice. it um so it's now going back to gabe he's still in the water swimming the boat is somehow going on its own um, yeah this boat is really a really shitty boat the crawdaddy ain't it's no yacht. real janky boat yeah the crawdaddy crawdaddy 
just like a shrimp, a crawdaddy ain't no shrimp, but this crawdaddy no. ain't no yacht. <laughs> That's about as funny as I can he make gets, it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he gets on the boat, um, like up the back, but Abraham gets is right behind him with scissors. Now this is another thing. I was I rewatched it a few times. He hits his own head so that Abraham falls back. Right. So the the motor will randomly kick on and off, but like it's one of those things. If right. you smack it. It kicks on. Oh, so he uses head to smack. Yeah, that's why he did that. And so, because Abraham's legs are basically around the propeller, it's the new definition of motorboating, y'all. It's the murderous kind. Oh, gross. Except he doesn't. Oh, yeah, he does die. That's he does. Yeah. So Abraham is the first to go. Bye, bitch. Yep. Anyway, so Addie, like uh, V said, Addie gets herself free. She uses um, her new friend, her trusty fire poker to pry the table um apart where she is handcuffed because she's still both her hands are handcuffed together and she it was like a round a thing on the table i gotta say this family's really um, good at improvising weapons yeah they, they really fuck like up. they'll um, just use anything and i'm just like damn like we're talking survival of the fittest indeed indeed they are fit to survive so Addie gets herself free. The three escape the house and get on the boat. Oh, but it was really creepy because she's like walking around the house, like trying to call for Jason. And as soon as she finds Jason, Pluto like pops out. It's so fucking creepy. He's like, Pluto's so He's creepy. crawling around like the fucking girl from the ring. It's terrifying. Well, like, so they, yeah, they escape. And they get on the boat. And then you hear, like, the theme music, which is, like, a sample from I Got Five on it. So, because this is, like, how a horror movie, like, a classic horror movie ends. Somebody, there's usually, like, the final girl. Have you heard that phrase before, Kylie? I assume it's just, like, the one that survives. Yeah. So, like, there's a final girl. Like, an alien, it's Sigourney Weaver. So, not the blonde girl or the black person. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, an alien, it's Sigourney Weaver, and there's, like, a final girl, Friday the 13th, and uh, Heather is the one in Nightmare on Elm Street, you know. Um, I just spoiled a whole bunch of movies. Whoops, sorry, not sorry. We'll cover them all, so don't worry about it. Uh, If you don't don't want spoilers for Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't know what to tell you. That movie was made 30 years ago. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, yeah. Anyway. Johnny Depp gets eaten by a man. Honestly, I, like, I have a note on spoilers. I had... The Sixth Sense spoiled for me, and I had multiple Game of Thrones plot points spoiled for me, and it was still worth watching. I've never seen The Sixth Sense because I know. I I watched Game of Thrones years, like, okay, so Matt watched it and read the books up until a certain point. I think he got tired of them at some point. Valid. Um, They're massive, massive books that aren't super well written they're thousands of pages long. Like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and confusing as And well. he's never going to so, finish them at this point. Like, dude got his no, money. He's, gonna he's not going to finish. Well, he's going to... He's, like, ill. He's, like, not... I well. understand. But he also um, got his no, money. I'm, sa- I'm saying, though, like, he, he... The books will outlive him. He will have to have someone else finish the books. They're not going to get finished. Um, but, I, I firmly believe... Because the show is done. Like... <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, but so, I... Matt had me basically and I was open to it I had never watched it I was kind of one of those things where I was like I'm not like regular people I'm not watching Game of Thrones it's also not up my alley like that kind of thing is really I resisted my, it at first too shit. I resisted huh? it at first too yeah so and I 
I'm still not obsessed with it. It was enjoyable to watch. It was more fun to watch with Matt just because he loved it so much. So, you know, I like when to see people do what they enjoy. <laughs> um, but I had so many questions and he it was very useful to have him there. Um, I, for, I in the very beginning, I was like, what are these families? Like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? Are we not going to talk about the fact that one of them is a little person? And then they do address it eventually. I'm like, okay, because that's like in that time period, that would be a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, uh, I, so I rewatched it. The whole point was for me to be caught up by the time the final season came. Unfortunately, he passed away before the final mm. season. So I watched it with his brother and his wife. Cause, Oh, uh, a little bit. Yeah. But I was sad Matt didn't get to. He would have hated the ending so much. Oh, I'm pretty sure everybody does. So I told my mom, my mom and I, I don't mind. I don't mind. My mom was watching it with us and I called her and told her not to watch the final season. I, that's so dramatic. I don't think it was bad. It was pretty good. No, it was bad. Anyway, I mean, I also didn't have a huge amount of like nostalgia for it i didn't spend years watching it waiting for episodes to come out to have you know what i mean like i wasn't disappointed like oh it was a fucking event at our house like (laughs) but right like i watched them all in within a couple months or whatever like so i didn't it wasn't like i it's i binged it like any other show It, it didn't you know, whatever. I didn't have the build up that everyone else had, so I think that's why I didn't. Yeah, care. yeah. Um, oh, spo- oh my! I'm like, why are we talking about Game of Thrones? Because of spoilers. But I was just like, I don't. I think that anything that's made well, the spoilers are still worth watching. Like, I can confirm for the Sixth Sense because I watched the Sixth Sense just to see how the spoiler was played out, and I was very impressed. I remember Shyamalan in the '90s, fantastic. I will say when I watched, I hate spoilers. I really hate when things are spoiled for me. Um, (laughs) Two types of Virgos. I am am the non-spoiler witch. Don't fucking spoil shit for me. I will be mad. Um, I like to watch my shows by myself. I don't like to watch them with other people because people talk. Um, And I'm also tempted. I'm a talker during movies. So like if I'm not around people, then I pay better attention. Uh, But yeah, I, I knew about... Okay, spoiler alert for Game of Thrones. I knew about the Red Wedding because it was such a social media outburst when it happened. Um, Like, everything on Facebook, everything on Twitter was all about the Red Wedding. But I didn't know who it was. So I knew there was a wedding that there was a gigantic amount of murders at. I didn't realize who it was, and it ended up being my favorite character. I had no idea, and I am still fucked up by the Red Wedding to this day. Couldn't, tried to rewatch Game of Thrones, got into season three, and I was just like, I can't do it. Or whatever season it's in. I just looked at Matt and I said, oh my fucking God, it's the Red Wedding. And he's like, yep. Oh, boy. But anyway, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, no, I have tons of things. Oh my God. Like, are you kidding? (laughs) Well, I I haven't even talked about the symbolism of the scissors. What is the symbolism of the scissors? Well, of being un- of cutting tethers. Yeah, of cutting tethers, but also yeah. scissors are two halves of a whole. Just like a surface yeah. person and a tethered person. Two True. halves of a whole. Because there's the shadow thing. True. I thought about talking about shadow work because they called her a shadow person, but like 
Eh, that's pushing. Yeah, it's pushing it because, like, honestly, your tethered person isn't going to improve just because you want to work on the dark parts of your soul. And that, like, there's not a symbolism in this movie. The the shadow and the tethered people are not like the dark parts of your soul. They just no. It's just a clone. A physical it's just clone. a clone that has to do everything that you do. It's so disturbing. I really hope that it is not a real thing because it is not a real thing. <sighs> I've seen weird shit in my life, Kylie. Like, we've been in a pandemic for... It's not a real we, thing. We literally had not a talking Cheeto for president and have been in a pandemic. I cannot believe people are fighting over the fact that we have to wear masks. And more people have died because of this fucking virus than any war we've ever had. Mm, not more than the Civil War. I guess ever the 1900s and 2000. Really? Because I think it's been 500,000 people. Yeah, the Civil War was really fucked up. Everybody got dysentery. It was like the bloodiest It was war. really bad. 618,222 is the estimated amount of men. Holy shit! Yep. Yeah, it was bloody as fuck. We are hella off topic. I was going to talk about a bunch of other things. What the fuck happened on my notes? The real reason this is short, y'all, is not only because we tried very hard to get it recorded ahead of time, but my fifth wedding anniversary is this week, and my brother is also getting married, so V needed a short episode. Yeah, that's totally fine, and we can talk more about symbolism in the next yes. one when you're back from your, your Whoa, trips. holy shit. Dropping that's shit. totally fine with me. I don't ever mind talking about us. Let's be no, honest. it's great. We did, yeah, part of the reason why we tried to split it up is just because we, like, got to talking so much about it but like when, turns out when we're sober we're more focused surprise <laughs> huge, fucking, huge surprise. fucking surprise it's totally fine um this will just be a little shorter episode and then we kind of we did miss the first week of black excellence month so this way we're covering it four whole weeks we're getting four four full weeks of content so follow us at witch theater with an re on instagram um we also have a facebook group get in there get it popping um Follow me at the Archivist Witch. And follow me at Mystical Millennial. Um, and on Patreon. Yes, go buy her readings on Patreon. Yes, you get discount of readings on Patreon. It's very nice. And thank you to all of our new listeners. I think we have some new people. This is very exciting. Yes, thank you. Keep spreading the word. Give us reviews, all that fun stuff. Give us suggestions. If there's some movies you want us to cover. Um, yeah. And hopefully we'll get up enough interest that we can start a Patreon soon so we can start covering shows. Yay! I think that's, I think that's what we're going to do. Um, hopefully that's the best. It seems like this is getting a better listen response the way we're doing it now. So hopefully you guys like it. Let us know. Um, and we will talk to you next week after V has recovered from her brother. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Talk to Bye-bye. you later, guys.